You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda start your day off on the right foot on the front foot with virtual coffee with the collective cafe where we mastermind we manifest we collaborate we help one another at the business of web3 or anything else that intersects whether it's culture collaboration creativity innovation disruption entrepreneurship or coaching so give us a subscribe bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe good morning good morning everybody it is monday it is one day before july 4th independence day i hope you are well I'm getting much better at uh, being able to start this room in Discord and in Clubhouse and share it on Twitter and share it on Clubhouse and put in a pinned link and basically do everything that I need to do to get started. Still clearly, uh, we have to figure out why when I start the room, um, there are like, you know, just a few people in it. And uh, when the founders of Startup Club do it, there are like 80 or 90 or 100 people. So We'll get better at it, and um, you know this is uh, this is early days. This is really early days. It's early time as well, eight oh three. So I just want to say good morning to uh, Jonathan and Bez and Rini and Discord and uh, Lung Hang I hope I got that right. And Jay, welcome, welcome. On a Monday, we typically manifest, and um, it's not just all manifestation, it's whatever topic we want to discuss, uh, but it's an opportunity. I share my calendar sometimes, and certainly towards the end, you're welcome to not only share your calendar, but uh, what success looks like for you this week, this month, this quarter, this year, it's really up to you. Good morning to Tim in Discord as well. 
Uh, great to have you all here. You know, it's um, I thought about cancelling this morning just for just for a minute, and then I realised, you know what? It's I'm working today. It's okay to work today. I'll probably even do a little bit of work tomorrow. It's quiet. I like it. Good morning to Jensa in Discord as well. By the way, if you are in Clubhouse, please consider joining our Discord, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. Um, you're definitely going to want to be a little bit more part of some of the things that we're getting up to in, in Alpha Collective. We are getting ready to announce, by the way, uh, Rini and I are working on it, um, a series of masterminds that we'll call Alpha Minds. Um, and they'll take place once a month where we'll bring in maybe some of the best people in the business, and I mean it, in the business, um, to talk about the, it's like a future of series, but always with a Web3 um, with a Web3 hypothesis in a way, which is, is there, what does the future of AI look like? What does the future of retail look like? What does the future of creativity look like? What does the future of brands and branding look like? And the question will be, what role does Web3 have to play in that future, if at all? And the answer may be none, and that's okay too. And so uh, we're going to announce those. Uh, Rini, I just realized that we probably need to put AI in the first six months and maybe push out one of the others. But it's going to be hard because we have diversity, we have uh, brands, we have creativity, we have consumer packaged goods, we have retail, and I forget the sixth one, maybe it's either financial services or automotive, oh, it's consumer electronics, because consumer electronics show is in January, I think we'll replace that with AI, Um, makes sense to me, so I'll kind of work on that today, Uh, but anyway, um, we don't have a, a coffee tomorrow morning, um, because it is Independence Day, um, but I wanted to still continue and 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 keep the conversation going. And I thought we would talk about the concept of independence uh, today. By the way, my week is, um, you know, it's a, it's. I'll tell you two parts to today to my week. First of all, this morning I exercised. I was on the peloton for an hour. I then went outside. I I, I swam in the pool. I sat in the hot tub for a little bit, and it was just gorgeous and glorious and fantastic, you know, the endorphins are flowing, I feel good, I've burnt over 700 calories already, um, I need to do this more often, I need to make sure that um, that my mornings, even if it means waking up an hour earlier, just the power of exercise in the morning is so valuable and just obviously when you compound that um, with a beautiful day in the summer um, where you can actually just go outside afterwards and sit and relax and um, it just it just works. It works so well. So I'm you know I'm at a high right now at eight oh seven. I'll probably hit a low and crash at nine oh seven or ten oh seven. But this is the way to do it. And I think we really need to encourage ourselves um, to find a way to always make find the time always to make things work. We there's always time. There's always time. I I, I cannot stress that enough. People always say, I don't have time. That's just bullshit. It's just not true. It's just not true. Good morning to uh, uh, Bruce in, in Discord. It's amazing. We've got uh, people in Clubhouse. Uh, Danny, who just came in, and uh, uh, Vandia. What a beautiful name. And um, so we'll just keep going today. So you can always make the time. You just have to figure it out. I mean, you can multitask. I mean, the whole idea of Collective Cafe is to get you to multitask, is to get you to, like, like the whole thing is, I don't want this to be a free fall. I don't want people coming up onto stage after five minutes or 15 minutes 
That's not what this is. What this is is um, is basically about 45 minutes for the most part. Today I might bring people up a little earlier just because, um, just because, um, or maybe I won't. But for 45 minutes, I'll, I'll, I'll bear the the I'll bear the heavy load. I'll talk. I'll share. I'll provoke. I'll you know give you some topics, and then for the final fifteen minutes, invite you to come and join me on stage. The reason is not because I like to talk or or need to be heard. The reason is that I want you to be doing other stuff right now. I want you to be you know as I say, walking the dog, getting the kids ready for school, which obviously it's school's out, um, but it could be for camp. Um, on the treadmill, um, just, you know, kind of walking around the house, doing whatever you need to do. Um, I, I will work for you. I will serve you. And then if you, if you really have a burning desire to join, of course I want you to. I mean, why wouldn't I? I would want you to do that. If you are in Clubhouse, please do share the room. If you're in Discord, do the same on Twitter. That would mean a lot to me. Hello to Maverick and Bruce here in Clubhouse. So, I wanted to talk about independence and, you know, to kind of set the scene, um, let's, let's just do a very simple, you know, I'm going to introduce three words. You've heard of all these words. Um, and the first is the concept of independence, right? Free from outside control, not depending on another's authority. So, you know, the, the other definition is not depending on another for livelihood or sustenance, um, and as a noun, an independent person or body, one of the few independents left in the music business, et cetera, et cetera. Then there's another word. Hello to Pavel. I try, I'll try and say hello to you. As, as long as this is small enough, I'll try and greet all of you <laughs> individually. Then there's the concept of codependent, a person with an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or addiction. So there's some very interesting words here, by the way. And then the third word is interdependent uh, of two or more people or things dependent on each other. Um, the increasing global nature of human society with interdependent economies. So when we actually think about these words, um, and obviously everybody knows the word independent, um, but I like the fact that, that the word, there's, a, there's an interesting hint here, the concept of, of another's authority so, you know, it's, it's interesting that independent is really relating to this idea of control or being controlled. And authority, look, authority can be a good thing and a bad thing, right? Um, there's authority in terms of police and government and, you know, and teachers and, and, and legitimate authority. And then there's maybe illegitimate authority or someone who, who, um, who, who uh, forces their authority perhaps on you or on somebody else. So I want you to just, good morning, Shadows Pub, as I drink my coffee. I want you, and good morning, uh, Latasha, another beautiful name. So I want you to think about that idea of authority. If you're independent, you're independent of another's authority, right? Then we get to the idea of codependent. And of course, people can be codependent on one another, and, and now we've got words that are excessive emotional or psychological reliance. This doesn't feel good, right? And we know codependence is generally not a good thing. So this doesn't feel good. Um, and, and then the word is uh, typically on account of an illness or addiction. So 
That's another word that is is a problematic word, not illness, but addiction. What are the things we can be addicted to, right? What are the things that we are, 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 what are the natural addictions? What are the unnatural addictions? And then finally, we get to interdependent. And and this is good, right? We, we know this, right? We know that inherently interdependence is a good thing. We know codependence is not a good thing. But now we're talking about that, that we rely on each other. So when we start to think about things like community, when we start to think of things like healthy relationships, interdependence is a beautiful thing that says if I win, you win, and if you win, I win, and if I lose, you lose, and if you lose, I lose. Together we can go far. Um, and, and clearly when we think about bigger ideas in the world, like, I don't know, let's be as lofty as we can, whether it's peace or no war, or we think about economies, or we think about fairness, or we think about justice, or we think about poverty, or we think about climate control. There are a lot of things that actually will now start to naturally fit into the interdependent category, where we actually realize that we have actual responsibilities and obligations to step up, to stand up. The classic example is, listen, I'm going to you know, run around and drive my gas guzzler, my Hummer, my whatever car, because it doesn't really matter what I do. Somebody else will do it. You know, somebody else will will uh, feed their car with grass, or or uh, or these days an electric car, or whatever the case may be. Somebody somebody else's problem, not my problem. Somebody else's problem. Now, there are two points there that are interesting, right? This idea of saying I'm unimportant. I'm not important. I don't make a difference. I'm insignificant. You know, little old me. And then there's the other concept of passing the buck, right? Which is this idea of somebody else can do it. I'm going to continue to do what I do, live the way I live. You know, whether it's a hedonistic lifestyle, whether it's a, um, a selfish lifestyle, whatever the case may be. And so we'll come back to that in a moment. So obviously why are we talking about independence because it's independence day tomorrow you know independent uh, breaking away from in in this case you know a rule authority from another power a foreign power british power um and being able to to and hello to joma welcome and and so it's a different it's absolutely you know dependence into uh, interdependence independence according to the definition of the word but I, I also wanted to um, take another another um, another perspective, which is this concept of of being independent as an individual, being independent as a worker, being independent as a spouse, being independent uh, as as a human being. Um, and you know, I use. I use the words, um, and I'll, I'll use the word obviously very carefully because it's a it's it's a word that can absolutely you know trigger many people. But when we talk about this idea of being a slave to something or a slave to someone, you know, as as a, as a Jew, we talk about being slaves in Egypt. Britney Spears, slave to you. Brian Ferry, slave to love. Obviously, there's the concept of slavery, which I acknowledge as well. But you know, but the concept of being a slave or trapped to or, or dependent on technology. So I want to kind of like introduce that fourth word, right, which is dependent, right? So interdependent, codependent, independent, and then dependent. And obviously you can have a dependent, someone 
that you are in, in, in charge of, someone that you watch over, typically a parent to a child, a child is a dependent until they have the ability to take care of themselves, until, ta- until they are independent themselves. But when you are dependent on someone or something, when you are unable to be able to express yourself, when you are actually you know, trapped inside someone's authority or influence, and let's use the words emotional and or psychological, then you are not free then you are trapped, surely. And, and I'll introduce another, another addition to the conversation, which is when we think about work, when we think about what makes us tick, what gives us energy, what gives us strength, what motivates us. This morning I exercised. Um, because of that, I feel uh, I have a different feeling, a different um, experience, a different emotional state feeling much more in control myself, not feeling or spinning out of control. How much of our lives do we spend feeling that we're spiraling out of control, whether it is financial, whether it is emotional, whether it's looking around at the world and just thinking, has the world gone mad? People making decisions that, that, are, that just seem so incongruous with what our core values are it seems like we can be spinning out of control. And there's no worse feeling than not to be in control. Unless, of course, we submit and we just allow ourselves to feel, to be carried, uh, to go with the flow um, and, uh, and not to fight. Um, and, you know, fighting is good to a point, but if you keep fighting your whole life, eventually you're going to run out of steam and stamina, which actually brings us back to the concept of independence, interdependence. Because interdependence, by definition, implies not only that we're working together, that we're on the same team, but that I, can't, that I we, you, we can't do it alone. We need help. You know, I'm, I'm sending out an email today um, to almost 600 guests that have been on my show. And, and, I'm, and I'm kind of... It's an update, and, and it's an overdue. I don't think in many cases I've sent any of my guests an email, even a single email. thing about my show, about Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous, is that everyone who comes on my show becomes a friend or feels familiar. This, isn't, this is different. It's a different experience to just coming on, doing your thing, leaving, and not thinking a thing. I've been on many shows as guests where I don't feel a connection to the guest. I don't, I mean, to the host. I don't feel like I want to keep the conversation going, I, like I want to build the relationship. But I've, I feel like I've built relationships, friendships with people that have been on my show. And, and I'm sending them an email just saying, hey, this is what's going on. And I'm going to talk about my concept of life as a project. Life is the ultimate project you know, start date, end date. And I'm going to talk about my three plus one or essentially my four projects being Joseph Jaffe is not famous, which is my one project being Alpha Collective, which is my other project being EOS as a business coach, which is my third project. And at the moment forever changed my new book, which is my fourth project. Collective Cafe fits into Alpha Collective and I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to ask for help. I'm basically going to say, I need your help. I can't do this alone. I can't figure out how to grow my audience. Hello to Praxim in Discord. 
Um, I can't grow my audience on my show. I, I don't know what to do. I need your help. Um, and, and so I'm asking people to, if you can make an introduction to a Hollywood agent, to a manager, to an investor, if you can make an introduction to a famous friend, and when I say famous friends, I mean like, like Barack Obama or Taylor Swift. I'm talking about famous, like got to play the game. You know, I can't be idealist, romantic, purist my whole life. Sometimes you have to play the game too. You have to submit to the current. That's the point that I was trying to make. You're not weak when you ask for help. You're not weak if you actually sometimes have to play the game. You're actually strong by recognizing that you can't do it alone, that you can't continue to like live this this purest life all the time. It's exhausting. Most of the time, maybe, but not all the time. And so I'm going to ask for help. And and the third aspect of help is, hey, do you know an executive producer at CNBC or CNN or Axios or Cheddar? Because that's, I feel that's all I need. All I need is just someone that says, I'll take a meeting, 30 minutes. Let's, let's just discuss this. Let's just see if there's a there there. You know, your show might be absolute crap or it may be just what we've been looking for. And then I'll talk to them about Alpha Collective and you may want to think about joining and then I'll talk to them about the book and there's no call to action about the book except to say, hey, I'm doing this and it's going to be the world's first book where readers are going to get royalties. I think that's kind of cool. And then I'll talk about EOS and again, hey, listen, if you need business coaching or you know a company that needs business coaching, let me know. So, so that's, what is that? Is that me being independent? Is that me being dependent? Is that me being codependent? Is that me being interdependent? I think there's a little bit of everything there, to, to be honest. But the interdependence that comes from asking for help actually again says, I can't do this alone. I'm not an island. I'm, I don't live my life statically or in isolation. I am connected to you. I'm interconnected. I'm connected to everyone. I mean, otherwise, if we separate ourselves, if we isolate ourselves, what a lonely, lonely, lonely existence that's going to be. And what an indulgent state of mind is it when you have no one to turn to, no one to, to get advice from, no one to criticize you, where you are the absolute authority what an exhausting, lonely existence that is. And, you know, as I've mentioned on, you know, in the Collective Cafe, loneliness is to longevity what smoking half a pack of cigarettes is a day and or uh, being obese. That is what it, the impact that loneliness has on health. And we think of loneliness for the most part in reference to this idea of, of, you know, being alone, being isolated, being, you know, separated from people. But you can actually be a part of something like a community and be extremely lonely when you aren't, when you build up walls and, and you build up separation between you and everyone else. When you are not of the people, by the people, for the people, from the people, with the people. If you're not the people, that is a lonely, lonely existence. And so, like, my, my thought today, you know, as I, as I kind of riff on the concept of independence, 
is this idea of, of what is it to be free, right? What is it to be really free? Uh, and, and, and what is freedom itself, right? Is it, you know, we've just had Juneteenth, now we have Independence Day. These are opportunities, you know, that are all around us, but opportunities for us to, in, to introspect and actually ask ourselves, are we free? You know, now, now by the way, it's as indulgent to actually, you know, be able to, it, it is the, the most isolationist concept to actually be so, you know, uh, drunk on the idea of freedom and independence that you actually lose sight of and lose touch with everyone else. You don't operate in isolation. You operate, you know, interconnected to your friends, your your fans, your followers, your work colleagues, and at the top of the list, your family. And so it's it's important to find the balance um, in terms of living free, living independently, but also recognizing, like I said earlier, that there's actually a little bit of everything. You know, it's 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 like a, a, a it's like a DNA test, right? It's um. It's like being able to find out uh, my daughter's dog is Mastiff, Bull Mastiff, Corgi, Akita, and Lab. And as I joke, and a third Ashkenazi Jew. Um, so that's, that's us, right? You know, if we had to get our dependence DNA test, um, what would we be? You know, how would we break down between interdependent, codependent, dependent, independent? How would we stack up? And how do we manage ourselves and our relationships accordingly? That's kind of where I'm, where I'm at right now, trying to prioritize um, and trying to figure out exactly what that balance looks like. And, um, you know, I think, by the way, a little bit of codependence is probably, is probably not a bad thing too. How can you not be codependent in and around and with family members in particular? Um, I, I welcome in a few minutes if people want to come up and you know either in Discord or Clubhouse and push back on that and say all codependence is bad. Um, but I think maybe likewise all independence is probably bad. Um, I've learned just with every passing day of my life that the answer is always and not all. Number one and number two, living on extremes is never the answer because it's just not sustainable. So the answer is always balance. It is equilibrium and balance, but the key, and I've said this many times, is not 50-50. That's the mistake we all make. It doesn't mean meet me in the middle. It means meet me somewhere. Like 100-0 or 0-100, that does not work. But 80-20 could work. 60-40 could work. Um you know, 55-45 could work. 50-50, hey, if that works, fantastic. That's, that's kind of like a perfect world. But it is the ability to find the sweet spot. Remember that, sweet spot, not so much this idea of balance and equilibrium, which equals this kind of complete, perfect meeting in the middle. Uh, Rini just came onto stage, um, so just... Uh, there was a little bit of background noise, so I'll just kind of unmute you again. Um, good morning. Happy Monday. Good morning. Happy Monday. Yeah, so I was thinking, you know, the, the 
the colloquialism or the sort of the, how people talk about, I think, independence today is, is not giving a fuck. You know, that phrase is, is very much sort of a, I don't know if it's a rallying cry or a, or a moment. I'm sorry, when, the, the censors were on a delay there. Carry on. Oh, sorry. I don't know if it's a rallying cry or a moment when you just decide that, you know, being part of this obsessively focused culture on sort of everything super positive and unrealistic and super happy and, you know, uh, you're going to have your job and a side gig and you're expected to have sort of side this sort of stuff. And then you just reach this point where it's like, you know, I, I just don't, you know, I don't give any, I don't give a fuck anymore. And you sort of your authentic self, right? You just decide this is, I'm not going to wear makeup or I'm not going to, you know, do what people expect me to do. I think that is definitely a form of freedom and independence as it's talked about in today's culture. Well, then, of course, I'll just add the the concept of this idea of we say free, we say independent, but are we really free, right? Are we really independent? What is freedom? You know, what is freedom? And 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 when we are, in quotes, slave to technology um, or so dependent on all of these things, um, we're absolutely not free. And But it's interesting that, that what you're – I mean, I think, I think what you're also talking about is it's maybe a – it's maybe a different kind of dependent. Um, it may, we may need to make up a word today, um, which is which is this idea of when you pull away, when you separate yourself, you're not actually independent. You know, you are you are tearing yourself away. You're detaching yourself. You know, you are opting out. Um, because of many reasons, because you don't feel you, you, you're important, going back to this idea of I can't make a difference, you feel overwhelmed, you feel like it's too much, you feel like you're, you're you know, that, that, that you or the world or humanity or whatever is losing a battle. Um, you know, I, I have to say, like, I think the events of the last week, for example, leading up to and sandwiched by, you know, Juneteenth and and July 4th with respect to the Supreme Court are, you know, are abhorrent. And, 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 I'll, and I'll say no matter what your views are, I really want people in the Collective Cafe to come with both views. I am determined to actually be able to create a safe space where people can feel uh, valued, no matter what their views are, no matter what their views are. We will never, ever have an environment where people shout at each other and scream at each other and are rude to one another. Um, we have to have to respect one another. But, you know, the reality is that, and this is kind of like, you know, there's this beautiful thing that actually says, um, can you imagine if you lived every day of your life where you had your mother, you know, tattooed on the palm of your one hand, and your father tattooed on, on your other, or that there was a photo kind of super glued where they were with you all the time. Some people might refer to that as God, like with this idea of, can you, would you act the same way? Would you do the same things? And so, 
you know, I, I think about the fact that at any given day, on any given day in this country, for the most part, you've got half the country that, that, that thinks X and half the country that thinks Y. You've got half the country that says the sky is blue and half the, you know, the country that says the sky is gray or whatever the case may be. And like, we just have to figure out how to solve that. So with everything that has happened, you've got at least at least half the country that's kind of mortified by what's happened and maybe half the country that's exalted and celebrating, probably a lot less than that, um, with a lot of people being a little confused. Um and and recognizing that there were some tremendous tremendous hypocrisies and injustices, uh, you know, pun not, you know, I mean, injustices. Um, maybe they should be called the chief injustice. I don't know. But now we're in now we're in this position where we're like, I mean, I just saw this brilliant TikTok from from or or real from a guy that clearly you know looks like he was like. You know, he was the poster child for Sons of Anarchy. And and I'm fairly certain this guy is not a liberal or a Democrat. And he's basically just railing against what's happened. You know, just talking about, like, how ridiculous things are. And and recognizing that half the people, that, like, as we talk about freedom, half the world, half this country doesn't feel so free right now. Not feeling so free not feeling so free at all, whether it's, whether it's college debt, whether it's, you know, choice of who you love. And, uh, I mean, just not feeling free at all or, you know, being able to get into college, forget about the debt. Um, and, and so I think this Independence Day tomorrow, we need to really take stock and prioritize and, and be able to kind of recognize, A, what is freedom, B, what is it? You know, what is independence? Um, C, recognize that we're all striving towards what I think has to be all of our common goals, which is interdependence. That we're all connected. We're not the Borg, but we are certainly interconnected. And D, what our role is and how we can make a difference. Maybe there's an E and an F and a G, um, but um, but again, we're we're. Uh, if, if you are in the audience in Clubhouse, if you're in um, the audience here in Discord, you want to join the conversation. I'm not trying to get too kind of lofty and, you know, philosophical here. Um, and, and I'm happy to bring it back to we can talk about business. We can talk about work. We can talk about being miserable in your job. You know, we can talk about this idea of, of being dependent on income and dependent on a job. Important and 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 by the way but does it have to define you does it have to can you find that sweet spot where you can find a way to bring joy into your life and we, and and the answer it's rhetorical the answer is yes we we can see people making millions and millions of dollars unhappy as hell miserable as hell um making the world a worse place not a better place and we can see people literally operating at minimum wage with with a with a, a zest for life, with joy, with a twinkle in their eye, you know, finding you know finding perspective, etc. This is this is what we need to do in this in the, you know on this July fourth, which is to actually recognize who we are and where we fit in, and realize that we do fit in, um, and we're not insignificant, 
and we can all make a difference if we all operate together. So, like I said, if anyone wants to join, come on up. You know, it's a it's a chill, chill day um, because it is. It feels like a holiday. It feels like a Sunday today. It feels like we're playing hooky. Like we shouldn't <laughs> actually be doing this coffee, but we are nonetheless. Um, I I get very frustrated on days like this because I can't email people and I can't work properly. I want to work, but I can't work properly because I know everyone's not working today. All the you know all the fat cats and the big wigs and their big corporate positions. No one's working today. No one's checking the email today. I don't know. I just I get annoyed and I know I shouldn't and I know I have no cause or basis to be like kind of pissed off with others, but I, I just get pissed off. Like I know that if I send an email today, if I send a newsletter today, no one's going to read it. It's going to get buried. And so I can't do it today and I can't do it tomorrow. And I've got to do it on Wednesday, but Wednesday it doesn't work either because Wednesday everyone's coming back to the office after the long weekend off. And, and, and so it's like, ah, I'm like damned if I do and damned if I don't. It's tough being an entrepreneur, damn it. It's tough, you know? And, and that's, that's the irony here. The irony is, is why did we, most of us, why did any of us decide to become entrepreneurs or startup founders or do our own thing or freelancers or consultants because we wanted to be independent? But I don't feel very independent right now. I, I, feel, I feel like I'm just as much, you know, slave to the machine as I was when I worked for the machine because I'm still, I'm still codependent, you know, or dependent on them and their stupid brand dollars for money. <laughs> Just this reminds me of the conversation and how oh, I can't remember his name, but it was such a, uh, it was, um, was it Praxum's guests? No, it was someone else's guests, but he came on and he was talking about how in web three, right. You know, it has to be, um, you know, no, no leadership. You can't be, um, how did he put it? You, you can't be beholden, right, to when you have to be fully sort of independent. But how difficult that is, because we were talking about the idea that I sort of threw out there in terms of the um, universal... Uh, instead of the universal basic income, we called it sort of the universal um, crypto. But he said, even then, right, if uh, someone still has to sponsor that and someone still has, the money has to come from somewhere, thus are the consumers who get that beholden to where the, the money comes from. And this very much reminds me of that conversation, this idea of, you know, can you truly be independent in this day and age? Yo, I mean, that's, that's a big, no, that's a big question, right? It's a big question. Uh, is anyone truly independent? Can anyone be independent? Um, maybe not. And maybe, and maybe that's a good thing when we realize that our success and the role that we play in society and communities in our neighborhood, whatever, you know, church or our synagogue, um, that we are interconnected, that we really are part of this intricate web and, um, and and when you when you recognize that and you submit to it, um, and you can't submit to it without being a little vulnerable, without being a little you know open, and without letting go and relinquishing some control. 
and some power and some authority. Remember those words in those definitions today, you know, the word authority and, you know, emotional and psychological reliance and addiction, you know, and, 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 then, and then we kind of ladder up to this idea of increasingly global nature of human society with interdependent economies where we actually realize, wait a second, wait a second, um, there is a solve or a resolve for this, which is it's almost this idea of taking a step back to move two steps forward. That's probably the best way to describe it in many instances. We, we, and, and this is very consistent with the concept of community capitalism. You know, I mean, I, I spoke to my wife about the books. And she's like, why are you giving royalties to people? And I'm like, well, because, because I can. No, <laughs> no, I'm like, well, but I, she was like, well, what about you? Aren't you going to make money? And I said, oh, absolutely, I'm going to make money. I'm not giving 90% of the royalties to people. I'm giving 1% or 5% or maybe 10%. But by giving up 10%, can I, all things being equal, ceteris paribus, can I actually grow the pie? If I would have sold a 1,000 books, keeping 100% of the royalty, can I now sell 2,500 books, keeping 90% of the royalty, with 10% of the royalty going to 1,000 readers who actually have skin in the game now? Might they recommend the book not gratuitously but i mean i would recommend my own book hopefully they would why did they buy the nft in the first place so let's assume you know all things being equal it's a good book right so let's just assume it's a good book so now i've got a thousand people on staff if you will that are out there that are you know evangelizing recommending referring you know uh the book i would say all things being equal um the answer is going to be yes. By taking a step back, I can take two steps forward, maybe even a giant leap forward. Maybe, in fact, the story actually becomes the step back to take two steps forward. Maybe that story is as compelling as the story in the book. You know, so, so I think that's a little bit of this idea of maybe we need to, uh, what if, he has, he has a Here's a big thought. What if we rename Independence Day to Interdependence Day? Any takers on that one? Can we put that one? Uh, what's the Supreme Court going to say on that one, Rini? Don't answer that. <laughs> yeah, probably best that I don't today. <laughs> but Interdependence Day. I mean, I, I think I think that's I think that's I think that's worth striving for. And I think actually, funnily enough, it's something that that everyone would agree. Not renaming the the day, but this idea of of you know that we're all interdependent, and it doesn't have to be sold as you know you got your communism and socialism, and then you've got like no, it's just inter it's it's this recognition that uh, that that we you know again that that quote if you want to go fast go alone, if you want to go far go together. Why not? I let it sit there. Who else wants to add? And you see, everyone's just now listening. This is this is this is why I'm. I don't want people coming up until eight forty-five because then eight forty-five comes along, and no one comes up. Just you and me, Rini, against the world That's today. Against the world. That's right. <laughs> but but what what do you think? Any pushback on anything you disagree with 
from what I said today, because I think like we need to do more of this too within Alpha Collective. Like, you know, that's why like I want more normies in and I want people that think Web3 is a scam and I, I just want people to come in and just give us different perspectives all the time so that we can actually learn from them. I, I like, I really, really believe in the, her- you know, I wrote the concept of what's your heresy in Built to Suck, you know, 12th man theory from Dragon, uh, from World War Z, Dragon Ball, World War Z, you know, red teaming. I love the contrarian point of view. So do you, you want to argue against me, Rini? I can still mute you. <laughs> Anything you disagree with or that you have a different point of view with today? And, and, and this is not a, a a criticism. Don't say that because no, 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 no. no. This is not a cop out. I was going to say oh, a cop out. No, um, you, you're just going to say that that I'm magnificent and uh, I can put no foot wrong and uh, whatever I say oh, is just yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, All right. that's a given. No, not, not a cop out. <laughs> not a cop out. It's t- it's to your point. It's the uh, you said one thing um, about sort of you know everyone has a perspective or you know the the quote unquote the, the other side isn't you know we we have to listen to them and there are some. <laughs> And I, I won't say which family members. <laughs> I mean that I. There are views that are so damaging to others that I have a hard time listening and truly hearing. Not what they're saying, but where they're coming from. And I think that is the the biggest failure of, of all of us, right? Because I think if we were to understand or try to understand, right, where they're coming from, not what they're saying, because some of it is just crackpot bullshit or dangerous or whatever – then we m- might be able to at least have, if not empathy, then then at least, uh, I don't know. Uh, I have an answer. I mean, I have a response already. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, well, well f- first of all, let's start off with this idea that says there are some subjects that shouldn't be discussed. Like, you know, or just like, it's it's like, you know, if there is an open flame on a fire, don't put your hand there, especially if you've tried it before and you got burnt. So there are some things, it's just like, there's no point in going there. So there are many other things to talk about. And you can talk about things that are around as opposed to the thing. But that's the first point. That's That's the worst answer. The second answer is there's always truth in everything. And so I'm trying to always say, well, before I completely disagree with you, where is the truth? Is there some truth? Hey, it might be so tiny and small and insignificant and buried, but there always is, there's got to be some truth. It's just not, if you think about it, 
um, it's it's more it's less likely than it is likely that you are a hundred percent right and they're a hundred percent wrong, or you're a hundred percent wrong and they're a hundred percent right. And and so that becomes this idea of I tell you what I'll make a concession if you make a concession or or almost playing a game which is you tell me something that you agree from my perspective and then I'll tell you something I agree from your perspective so there are ways to do that the damaging and then the third part is just this to recognize that there are just you know there're just some things fundamentally that just people don't just don't agree and never will you know, and uh, and it's just like, and so acceptance, which, by the way, is the hardest thing of all. Acceptance is actually really, really hard. To just, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, it's hard. Just to accept, you know, like there are some people that believe if if we talk, you know, um, you know, it was interesting, like a guy like, uh, like Joe Lieberman, right? Joe Lieberman, Jewish guy, Orthodox Jewish guy, um, you know, he he basically says my personal views is that he you know at the time right with gay marriage mm. he'd be like yeah i mean i read from the test the old testament and uh yeah there's definitely a word there i mean he didn't say this i'm i'm dramatizing definitely the word abomination mentioned he said but in my capacity as a senator and as a democrat i'm absolutely my own personal view in this particular case is different to the job that I have to perform and the role that I have to play. And, and, and that, look, I've, I've taken an extreme example, right? The point is, like, there, like, so do we have to change? Now, he's probably softened a lot and changed a lot. And, hell, we've seen, we've seen even, you know, both Republican and Democratic leaders that have changed positions. I mean, they, that happens a lot. But, which is fine, too, by the way. I mean, when I say fine, I'm saying people do change positions, People do evolve. People do sometimes realize that they were wrong or, you know, maybe that they were right, whatever. But, but what I'm saying is sometimes we just say, look, you, you don't, you know, I, I, I guess this, there's a point that says you may not accept, but maybe you'll respect. Maybe that's, look, is that a cop-out maybe, Rini? Maybe it is. You know, can I ever change your point of view? Will you ever accept me or can I ever accept you? Maybe not. But can I respect that your point of view is completely different to mine and, quite frankly, crackpot? You know, let's use yeah. the, you know. Uh, well, you know, as, as, long as, as long as you're my friend, my lover, my, you know, my family member, my parent, you know, my, like, I don't have a choice but, I don't have a choice but to accept you or at least accept you, maybe not so yeah, or 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 not. I mean, uh, you know, more family. I think I read somewhere that during the last campaign, right, more and the pandemic, family members stopped talking to each other for political reasons yeah, than it's, it's really than ever before. It's really unacceptable. You know, it's actually bad behavior all around to stop talking to a family member over some over. Oh yeah, over, I am. Then I am. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm saying in terms of recognizing that, you know, that the things that we're sometimes so outraged over are completely out of our control and generally, you know, being governed by and the decisions are made by a bunch of, you know, you know, corrupt politicians or if they're not corrupt, um, agendered politicians. 
that, mm. that's part of the submission when you actually just go with the current and you'd be like, and, and this is the, you know, this comes down to this idea of why interdependence is so important because you could be like, oh, you know, whatever. I just can't like, I can't make a difference. Like call your, your state, your representative, like whatever I'm going to call, I'm going to go, you know, get off my lawn. Like or, or who cares? Like my vote doesn't, you could just like say like, I am insignificant. I am a speck. I am nothing you know, um, and and just detach and, and run away, you know, or, you know, the, the opposite can be equally damaging, which is you fall on your sword, you, you're outraged all the time, you lose relationships from the people that you love and care about, and that's not okay too. Praxim, what do you say? Good morning. Hopefully you can hear me. We can. Excellent. So, um... There's a thread here that I wanted to pull forward, which is uh, a couple things that this really ties at the the core of, which is freedom, liberty, autonomy, authoritarianism, right? What you, what we as individuals try to pursue is individual freedom or 100% individual liberty. But because we're in a society, in a group, in a country, in a location in a community we have group liberty and autonomy that we need to determine as well and many people while they espouse freedoms and autonomy i think secretly desire to be told or asked what to do like go do this and you will have your personal freedoms even if the group doesn't and so I think your thread on shared responsibility in this discussion ping-pongs between the individual and the group and how these complex ideas between freedom, autonomy, and autocracy uh, all intertwine. And so I think we all want personal freedom. We all don't consciously think about how much we'll give up group freedom uh, and this is coming from a very Western perspective. I can't speak for the rest of the world. Uh, versus the the big shift in the world that we're seeing to autocratic rule. There's my deep thought for the day. I mean, it's it's a it's a great thought. It's a great synthesis of everything as you always do. Um, but but interdependence by definition means shared autonomy, shared authority, shared responsibility. Um, you know, shared ownership. And that brings us back to Web3, shared values. But people forget about that. That's that's what I'm trying to point out is like, we're so focused on the individual that we sometimes forget that the group of us individuals make up a community. And that community as a whole may not be at the exact same place as the individual, even the group of individuals. And it's actually almost rare. And then this is why you'll see polarizations and segmentation of groups and uh, different outlooks, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I mean, because people try to align their group think with their personal think, right? And instead and I, of compromising and finding true middle grounds. Well, and and when we come back to this idea of of you know shared responsibility, I, I was just going to say, like you know, we go back to Web three: shared values, shared ownership, shared rewards, shared, shared, shared. Um, and, um, that's the one thing, 
But the other thing is, like, even if we look and we say whose whose role, whose goal um, is uh, the classic example, growing the collective cafe, right? Is it my responsibility and only my responsibility, or is it the responsibility of the people that are here on a daily basis that are regulars? Now, one might argue the answer is is it's not the responsibility of the people that are here in the audience. They're giving you, you're giving me your time. You don't have to come onto stage. You don't have to share this. You don't owe me anything. Why should you? Now, of course, the flip side comes down to, well, what happens, you know, w- what happens if, if I go away? Then this goes away and then we all lose. So it shows you that maybe the counter argument is in fact that, yes, it is partly all of our responsibility um, to figure out how we grow this. And, you know, so like, but, but you know, uh, Bruce has just come onto stage in Clubhouse. Brucey, join the conversation, my friend. What say you? Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Joseph. The, I think you, for growth, I think it's uh, our responsibility. It's not yours. It's not ours. It's both of ours. You mentioned earlier bringing on somebody famous. I don't know what that's going to do because people who are going to want to come in here are going to want to be in here and bring somebody in famous or start in a room where you have 300 people in here and dwindles down. You still have the people who just want to be in here. So I think the people who want to be in here have the same responsibility as you do to reach out to a few people, bring them in here for a day, let them listen, tell them what it's all about. So, slow organic growth, you stay to that from day one, and I think that's what we need to do. That's what will make us succeed. And, and I'll, I'll add something, and Bez is on such, I like the fact that we're actually managing this conversation um, to screens, and it's actually working out pretty well. I think there's a beautiful uh, resolve for both, which is, which is, it is our shared responsibility, but, and it's a very big but, it's not for me to coerce, to shame, to belittle, to embarrass, to force, you know, to people to, to step up. And that's the difference. And I think that's the difference. It, it's natural. It should be felt. It should be. If I'm really doing my job well, it goes back to the email that I was talking about. I'm going to send out an email and say, hey, like, I could use your help on this one. But if people, what I can't do is be pissed off if nobody helps, right? Some people will automatically unsubscribe. They'll just opt out. They'll be like, you know, that's fine. They're entitled to. Some people will just ignore. One or two people might say, sure, of course I'll help you. Why wouldn't I help you? You, you know, you're, you're a semi-decent guy. And, and I think the thing that we have to do is make sure in this interdependency, if we can work towards it and define it and strive towards it, is that there are no unfair um, or unbalanced, imbalanced expectations and repercussions for people that do X or don't do Y. And so I, I completely agree with you. Um, and I just think there is a resolve, right? The resolve that says, hey, listen, you know, by the way, it's exhausting to have to be the guy or the girl or whatever to, that does all the work. It's exhausting. I, I've been very privileged um, lately to have Rini helping and Jonathan interning for me it it you know it, it's like a 
it's like a massive burden is lifted from my shoulders. And that's the problem as well when your head is down and when you're too independent. When you're too independent, you forget, you, you forget how to ask for help or how powerful or empowering it is to help or to be helped, I should say. Uh, Bez, as always, the last word, my friend, it's 9 a.m. and I've got to jump onto a call. What say you, my okay. friend? Well, I, I think sometimes when we look up at community growth and development, we're looking at it wrong um, because we're trying to say whose responsibility is it. And, and that's a tough question. All strong communities um, try to solve. And, and sometimes it's not that hard of a problem to solve. If you look at the most thriving communities, you know, how do they look like? How do they um, grow and thrive? Thriving communities um, thrive and grow because there's a common interest with the collective, right? Think of a church, think of Little League, think of your dance troupe, think of whatever, you know, there just is a, a very strong common cause or, or reason why, why they come together. Now they stay because it's either good, interesting, or they find their tribe within the tribe. So uh, it's ju- I just want to lay that thought out there um, as, you know, you try to crack that code uh, because, you know, thriving communities are just, they're just thriving. How to get them thriving? You know, that's a, the million dollar question. And it's a question Apple. that, yeah, it's a question that we can continue to ask and answer um, and, um, and just build great conversation. But here's the thing, everyone. Um, it is uh, Interdependence Day tomorrow, as I'm now calling it. Um, have an amazing break if you are in the U.S. And if you're not, um, hopefully you are boyed, uh, B-U-O-Y'd, um, uh, or girled, G-U-I-R. No, I'm just um, by the conversation. And we keep going. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday, Wellness Wednesday, and then Thursday we continue reading I Dare You. Uh, and Friday's No Agenda Friday, and uh, we're going to continue playing with the algorithm on Clubhouse as well. Uh, but if you are on Clubhouse today um, and you enjoy this, come back. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, except on holidays, 8 to 9. But really, I want you to um, come into our Discord as well, and that link is above, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It's, um, it's where we're going to continue to um, escalate and amplify and build the conversation um it's where we're going to be eventually um launching 52 alpha talks and our alpha minds our masterminds our monthly future of series um there's a lot more to come um so have a great day and a great uh, tomorrow and i will see you on wednesday cheers This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.